Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye and increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high-level mineral source, which we need today on our planet, is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available in this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for and its ethics. And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in align to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months, and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people and when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts. So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus to Shilajit to nano-enhanced CBD to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet, by taking Ormus, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.n.com 
www.nowalchemy.com. That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Thank you for being on planet Earth, and thank you for being you, because you are a leader. And there's so much divine wisdom and so much giving inside of you that has come forth into this world to bring all of that nurturing, all of that love, all of that sustenance that comes from your being and only can come from your being, because that's the reason why you were created, because you are created with purpose. And speaking of that purpose, it is important for you to recognize that you cannot compare yourself to any person on this planet because there is no one like you. So for that no one like you self, I want you to know I love you and I adore you. And I am so happy that you are here on this planet. And one day, one day, I'm going to be able to put my arms around you and kiss you on the cheek and look in your eyes and smile and say thank you. Thank you for being on earth. Life is such a wonderful thing. And when we really take in how wonderful it really is, when we wake up with the perception that we're only going to place our minds on the beautiful things in life, the wondrous things in life, the things that make us feel so good inside. You know, this this is wonderful choice that we get when we when we rise. When we rise, and listen to the word, when we rise, oh, when we rise, when we rise, that means as we rise, we want to keep rising. We don't want to just rise and stop and then sink down, right? And what sinks us down is putting our mind and our attention on things that are not necessary, Things that are making us feel uncomfortable in our being, such as paying attention to the news or getting caught up in someone's argument or getting caught up in a conversation that is not really creating love. So the key element here is to create love. Make love, darlings. And I'm not talking about making love in the sense of being intimate with someone, but the intimacy that I am speaking of is the intimacy of the heart, of the soul of the mind. You see, just because you lay down with someone in a very sexual way and you share with them intimacy on that level, that is you making love with your bodies on the physical realm. However, the physical realm isn't the only realm in which you can make love on. You can make love in your mind, in your words, in the way you speak to another person. So much that the arousal of your words 
stimulates certain energies in their body and makes them want to speak to you in the same way so that you can be aroused as well by their words and intellect. This energy of stimulation is so necessary in today's life, yet we continue to speak without consciousness. But the thing is, how do we speak without consciousness? Well, we don't place where consciousness comes from or the idea of where our words come from. You see, when you speak, it's important to understand that each part of your body is holding a fundamental frequency. For instance, if you speak from your stomach, right, which is known in in Sanskrit as the manapura, if you speak from this place of power, right, this inner power, realize that the outer power is your throat, your throat, which is known as the vishuddha, right, the vishuddha is very powerful because it is the energy that allows your being to communicate power into the world, to manifest. And your stomach, which is known as the manapura, is known to talk about how you feel about yourself, what you really believe about yourself, your true beliefs, not the ones that you sugarcoat to the world, but how you really, really believe about yourself. And this is where a lot of our, our focus and love needs to be here and also in our sadvatsana, which is our, our sacral. It's our, where our reproductive system is, right? It's where you get the, the energy of the, of the essence of your being, your, your creativity, your playfulness, your ability to generate prosperity, your ability to be comfortable in your skin, in, in this world and with others and to touch and have intimacy with connection, affection, platonic affection without fear that you know it's um it means something else it's the ability to reach out and hug someone and hold them in your arms male or female without the fear of any kind of judgments or anything that you may hold that means that you have a very healthy sadvatsana as we go and understand the chakras and shamanism we don't really focus on the chakras however i'm going to bring up the chakras for the sake of the training of conversation so you can have a greater understanding of how to communicate when we operate from the field of awareness where we just speak without acknowledging where which which lens is it coming through is it coming from our heart our anahata which is the place of love unconditional love acceptance nurturing nourishment ability to pour into another person is it coming from the heart that is able to dismantle any frequencies of lower vibrations and discord and bring it back into harmony that is also a lens so every time we speak we have to ask ourselves which lens are we speaking from now we'll get into more of the depth a little bit later but let's start with that let's start with the basic understanding of speaking so if i speak from my heart that means that the person who's receiving it is going to feel love unconditional love coming through they're going to hear words and elocutions and sound vibrations that are murmuring itself through my heart chakra meaning it is speaking from my heart when you speak to your heart from your heart and about your heart through your heart that means that you are operating from heart awareness in your in your language in your conversation that means that you will selectively choose words that are available to you in your dialect that support the heart functioning of the heart energy. Not just the heart itself with its pulmonary valve and aorta and so forth, but the heart energy. 
which is this beautiful energy that steams forth into the world, like streams of light flowing like a giant sun that is 20,000 suns bright, suns within suns within suns within suns, illumination times billions. And all that energy comes out in your words. So I call it the golden, the golden talk. When you speak golden, when you speak golden, you're speaking from the heart, right? Let your words be gold, I say to people. Let your words be gold, I say to myself. Let your words be gold, I say to the community, to the tribal members. You see, because when your words are gold, you are able to step into a place where you are letting the words come from your heart. A lot of times you hear people speaking from their stomach, which is the Manapura. And that's a good place to speak as well. When you want to let the world know who you are. When you want to let the world understand more of the depth of your being. So you would speak from your, your stomach, from your, from your core, from your, from your gut. You would speak in the sense of who you are. I'm Shaman Durek. That comes from my gut. I'm able to bring love into your life. That comes from my gut. I'm here to serve you and to lift you and shift you. That comes from my God. It is the idea of what I'm able to do, the, the meaning, the worth of my being, what I see of myself. And what I see of myself is what I can bring forth. So the more you see in yourself, the more that can bring forth into the world. And that would come from your throat. Your throat is manifesting. I manifest. So if I say, I'm creating new opportunities to be able to bring my message to a larger audience to support people in the highest order, that is coming from my throat. If I say, I am moving energies out of your life right now that have been causing any kind of tumultuous energies or any discord on any level, and that has been creating any kind of resistance in you, I speak from my throat because I'm speaking manifestation into form. Some people created distorted frequencies from their throat when they say things like, you're never going to be good enough. That's also coming from their throat. And that is also coming from a curse. So their throat is now turning into the darkness. That means darkness is inside of their throat. And what those words are now coming through is the lens of their throat, which is the Vishuddha. It is the energy of communication to manifestation, right? It's your other power center, but it's not the inward power, it's the outward power. So if you say to someone, yeah, I don't think that's going to work, you're cursing them. You're basically cursing them by using the power of your God illumination presence to bring through the lens of your throat power, which is really, really uh, destructive and degrading and can destroy energies, right? So the important thing is to recognize that you could say this to someone and then you can immediately shift into your throat into love frequency, which is the higher frequency of your throat chakra to speak from manifesting. So to speak from manifesting is to speak into life, to give life. Doesn't that, isn't that amazing? To speak into life, to give life, right? That means that every time you talk, you're bringing life. You're bringing life into things. You are, you are, you are cha- you're moving obstacles out of the way for people. You are bringing new opportunities for them just by the way you speak to them. I can say to a person, there's powerful energies inside of your body that are expanding right now. It's so wonderful. In that moment, I've, I've breathed into them life through my throat chakra, which is able to manifest. I breathe life into them. 
Oh, so wonderful, that life. And you can say to someone, uh, someone who's sick in the hospital, instead of saying, oh, I hope you get better, which hope is a two-way street. It means it could be or it might not be. We don't want to do that, right? So we want to speak life into them because we want to breathe life into them. We have that power because we are illuminated quantum creators, children of the divine. We're children of God. We have the ability to breathe life. You know, as we say the in, in, in Hebrew terms, right, the first alphabet of the Hebrew language is the Aleph. And um, when I studied Hebrew, when I studied, you know, um, the Torah and uh, the Kabbalah, when I lived in Israel for four years, one of the things that I um, really enjoyed was the Hebrew alphabet. And the first letter is Aleph. And the sound isn't Aleph, it's which is the breath of life. Right, so there's great power and sorcery in a lot of um, the words in different cultures, in you know, in Arabic culture, Muslim culture, in Persian, and you know, in in Gaelic, and you know, in all these different languages, Italian, you name it, everything French, oh, and even in English, the way that in which we speak and where the words come from is the power that it brings into the world. So we want to use the breath of life into our words. So we bring that through the throat of manifestation. If we want to destroy, we speak from the throat in ways to curse. When we curse, we draw black energy uh, cloud around them that begins to deteriorate their energy fields and frequencies until it penetrates into their thoughts. And then they begin to believe the very thing that you said and manifest it for themselves as a reality, meaning they accept the reality that you've created for them. So if I say to someone, you're going to get sick and your body's going to break down, that energy becomes a curse. Now, the way curses work is that they have to believe in it. Or they have to have a weakness inside that says they have a fear of already getting sick. And then immediately it goes in and all of a sudden that person is cursed. You see, curses can't work on us if we have a very strong resolve within ourselves, A strong resolve of knowing the truth of our being, of being this beautiful being of love. And we also have a resolve of consciousness. And I'm going to give this to you because it's very important so you'll never be cursed by anyone. So the resolve of consciousness is as follows. As someone is putting anything on you negatively, your spirit is blessing them. So again, I'm going to say it again. You want to tell your spirit, if anyone talks bad about me, puts a curse on me, does black magic on me, or thinks ill of me, or speaks ill of me, or has the evil eye on me, bless them with love. Then your spirit, the moment your spirit senses anything in the energy frequency waves that are coming from far outside of your being because your spirit can travel that far and sense energy that far. Your spirit can sense energy across the globe. That's how powerful it is. So when your spirit is sensing it through the, through the etheric realm, okay, the etheric frequencies and the electromagnetic frequencies and all of that, when it senses the frequency that is distorted, that is coming to you from another person or group or thought of another person or the eyes of another person, be it jealousy or whatever it may be, because you said so, because you've opened up the ability to draw out all negativity from your space, you simply tell your spirit, spirit, if you pick up on anyone doing any of these things, Bless them with the highest order of blessings. Bless them in health, prosperity, love, foundation, and success. Immediately, any curse that's being sent to you will be reversed and be completely um, removed from you on every level. Isn't that wonderful? What a wonderful tool to have. Yeah, I think so.
So the thing is, going back to what I was saying, so when we speak from that space, we have to realize that each of our chakras in our body is holding a lens. And that lens is how we transmit energy through. Okay, so going back to the understanding of a lens. The lens itself is the energy stargate that brings forth the actions and behaviors of your being. Meaning, it is the transmitter that transmits that energy out into the world. It projects it out into the world. It magnifies it out into the world. It illuminates it out into the world. So you as God gets to decide, are you going to be a creator today when you wake up and rise? Are you going to rise and also rise those around you? Or are you going to be a destructor a destroyer? Are you going to destroy? Now, there are times to destroy things. There are, okay? And um, it's really important to understand the difference. Destruction for the sake of destruction has no purpose. And I'm going to say that again so you can kind of get a very clear, um, you know, refined understanding of what I'm speaking about, my loves. Destruction for the sake of destruction has no purpose. Everything in nature will destroy itself at some time or another, but not for the purpose of destruction for destruction with no purpose. It will destroy it for the purpose of creating new life, new growth, to create new new forms of trees, new plants, new this. Okay? That's the difference. To destroy, to create life. Right? But not to destroy because you hate or destroy because you're judging or just destroy because you don't accept someone or something, but to destroy because it is no longer in service for life. Do you understand? So, so nature has its own way of, of, of its re, rebirth and death process, right? It's death and regeneration process. Okay. We also have the same thing. We have cells in our body that die off, skin that dies off, hair that dies off, all of these things that are dying off. So, and it returns to the elemental kingdom so that our body can create new cells, new tissue, new organ tissue, new everything in our system so that we can become anew. The way we help our body to do that is by communicating to our body to do so. And the way we do that is by speaking life into our body. Now, a lot of people don't realize that every time you speak into the world, if you are cursing someone, you are actually reverberating that energy back to yourselves, back to your body. So you can always tell a person who's cursed a lot of people by how much they age, how much darkness they keep holding inside of them. Now, I got to be really clear with you on this because. You have to understand that if you look at a person and you see them looking old and their face is getting wrinkled, and I'm not talking about people who've just aged, but how a person ages. You see, if you're a person who ages not very well, that's because you're holding on to a lot of discord energy, a lot of darkness. You've said a lot of negative things to yourself and to the world. People are always asking me, Shaman Dirk, how is it that you're 44 years old and you look like you're in your 20s or early 30s or late 20s? Your skin is soft as a baby. 
And people say, oh, it's the black, the black don't crack. Well, I have to beg to differ with you. I know a lot of uh, people of color of melatonin in their skin, and they definitely crack and age in a not so great way. They look like their face is angry all the time because they hold on to anger and rage and disappointment and upset. And they, they've said horrible things to themselves. They've been hard on themselves with their words. They've used their chakra that is meant to manifest in ways against them. They speak out into the world and say, I don't know if this is going to work out. Boom, they're cursing themselves. They speak out into the world that they're not beautiful. They're not this. They're not that. They're cursing their cells. They're degrading their tissue. They're degrading their internal body. I don't care. I'm sorry, people. My loving family, my beautiful tribe of elders and teachers and wisdom leaders and poets and inspirational um, innovators who are here in this tribe. I don't care if you do a thousand reps in the gym and you have the most bulkiest muscles and you have a six pack or that you can do handstands upside down while drinking chia seed puddings and, 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 and lavishing yourself in all kinds of oils and all kinds of products and drinking green juices and doing all of these things. See, one thing the health and wellness world does not listen to that needs to is they think that health and wellness is on the outside, that it's external. And it really isn't. My mother used to always say to me, my mother Varushka, my beautiful Norwegian Russian mother, she would always say to me, and this is how my mother speaks. So if you ever ever meet my mother, hear my mother Varushka, she always speaks with a very soft tone. She says, Darling, darling, darling ducky, my sweet loving ducky, my sweet shaman, my son child. She says, Remember, darling. Always speak with words of love and beauty and strength and vigorance and always speak to bring life into the world so that you may stay youthful forever. This is how my mother speaks. Yes, that's exactly how my mom speaks. And when my friends hear my mom, they go, oh my God, your mom sounds like a fairy. She sounds like, like Glinda the witch or she sounds so, you know, etheric. My mom is a very etherical woman. She speaks just like that. Nothing comes out of her mouth that's negative. She's always been that way. And she looks so young compared to her age. My mom told me that the, to, to really understand regeneration and youth vitality gene to release that into your body. You must speak it. You must speak to your body to release that gene in your body. You don't do so by holding on to energies of pain and suffering from your past. You don't do so by taking people's dreams and putting curses on them and then having that curse reverberate back to you. You can always tell when you meet someone in the spiritual world if they're a person who's spouting words of love and, and delight and joy and harmony and happiness. And, and let me tell you, I catch myself sometimes. Sometimes I'll say things that are not coming from love, that are not coming from the highest place. Even my niece will say sometimes to me, you know, uncle, you need to, to, you, to you need to look at what you're saying because the words that you're saying are not, is not your, is not your, is not the language you should be speaking. You need to stay in alignment with who you are. And you know that what happens is we live in a world where even if you're a shaman or if you're a monk, if you're a guru, if you're whoever you may be, no matter how spiritual you may have think yourself to be, even the Dalai Lama, I had a friend who worked with the Dalai Lama, called me up on the phone and said, oh my God, I'm in shock. I said, what happened, my dear? He said, 
I can't believe it. The Dalai Lama gets upset. The Dalai Lama gets angry. He got mad at someone for not bringing his slippers. He's high maintenance. I said, but he's a king, my darling. He's also growing and learning. He has things to learn as well, too. Did you think he just floats around on clouds and bows to everyone and smiles at everyone? And that's how he's going to be all day long, every day. We live in a world where there's maya and density. And even some of the most greatest spiritual leaders can fall into that density. And we have to pull ourselves out, wash ourselves off, and look and see what was the trigger that pulled us into it. What was the hook? What was the thing that made us go into that space? Do not be hard on yourself when these things happen. Do not beat up on yourself and say that you are not as spiritual as you thought you were. Do not hurt yourself or do anything of darkness to yourself. Every time you make a mistake in what you think is a mistake, love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself out of the Maya. Love yourself out of the cleansing of the darkness upon your skin, upon your mind, upon your emotions. Speak good into yourself. You can say things to yourself such as, I see that you got upset. I see that you were not feeling in good spirits. However, you are a beautiful being and you have so much love inside of you, so much to give, so much joy to give, so much heart to give. That is who you really are. These distortions have nothing to do with you. And matter of fact, they're being washed from you right now. That is using your throat chakra in the right way, my loves. When you speak from your center, if you say things that are not coming from the core of the Manapura, the place of where it's supposed to come from, where you edify yourself in your language, where you, where you speak in power of yourself, I'm such a powerful person. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I'm capable of doing the most amazing things. I'm always showing up for people. I'm always present with people. I'm always there to lift people, shift people. I'm always there to hold the light torch of evolution. No matter how dark it may seem, I will stand in that nighttime. I will stand in that darkness and I shall be the light that shines in that darkness. No matter how dark and how dark it may be, that I will be the lighthouse that sends forth to light the way for people that is speaking from the from your from your manapura in the way you're letting your words come through your 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 core in the right way and when i say right way what i mean in it creates it makes love now remember what i said making love is not just of the flesh making love is of the emotions of the mind and spirit Every time I get on here to share with you, I'm making love to you. I'm making love with you. If you're engaged in the words and, and the wisdoms of ancient wisdoms that I'm sharing with you, you're making love with me. And after that, you're making love with your family and you're making love with the person on the street and you're making love to the person that you went to the grocery store and smiled at. You're making love. Make love, my darlings. Make lots and lots of love because it feels so good. And the true orgasm isn't just the one of the flesh. The true orgasm is the spiritual orgasm. When the spirit is celebrating, where confetti is flying all around you and all the heavens are singing and dancing and honoring and laughing and playing with you because they're in orgasmic love with you. God is in orgasmic love with you because you make love all the time. And when you choose to be intimate with someone on a physical level, don't use them for your needs to fill in holes 
Make love to them. Even if it's a one night stand, make love to them. Make love to every person you come in contact with. When you hug someone, make love to them. Every time we think of making love, we think it's a sexual thing. It's not. You can make love platonically. Uh, I've had cuddle puddles with guys and girls where we're just cuddling each other, rubbing each other, and just making love with each other. Some people may get aroused. That's okay. The body's responding to the making love of the mind, of the emotions, of touch. There are times where I'll be in an event and I'll sit down on the couch and start having a conversation with people listening to their stories and sharing with them. And we're in this beautiful share, this, this beautiful cosmic powwow, and we're making love to each other. And it is so beautiful and people feel it. So more people gather around because who doesn't want to be a part of that making love experience? I know I do. However, if you speak from the Manapura, and you speak from the distortion of the Manapura, meaning that you're holding darkness in your core, in your center, you will speak ill of yourself. You will say things like, I can't do that. I'm not smart enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. No one, no one would like me. You would be seeking validation from the outside world, but in a negative way. You'll be creating all types of drama in your life to keep reenacting this idea that you're not good enough and that you're not lovable and that you're, you're this and you're that. It's like, it's like when you say, when I hear a man say to a woman, you're not smart, he's using his vishuddha and speaking to the woman and cursing the woman. And if he says, to that person, he's using the power of his Vishuddha in an imbalanced way. When you're saying something bad about yourself, you're using imbalanced energy in your Manapura. When you're in your emotions, when your emotions, for instance, your emotional chakra, known as your Savitsana, right? Your chakra that is dealing with your ability to be sensual, your connectedness to the trees. You ever touch a plant and feel that you're making love with that tree, making love with that flower, or making love with your eyes, with the ocean, or when you touch water and you eat food and you say, mmm, that was so yummy and so good. You're making love with the food and you're tasting the essences of the food. You're feeling it move into your body because your senses are strong. That comes from your sattvatsana. That's how, that's how you can tap into the energy frequencies. If, you're, if you are a very powerful healer, you are a very sensual person. I've never met a healer as powerful as a sensual one. A lot of times people say, oh, you know, when you're working on people, you need to leave that, 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 that sensual stuff out. Um, no, no, no. You leave the sexual stuff out. You leave the stuff that is, that is not connected into bringing sensuality into the person, but is more about, I want to make love to you on a physical flesh level. Okay? which is not what you want to do in your healing. What you want to do in your healing is you do want to be sensual because sensuality, even though people may not know this and our world may frown upon it, this is how you connect to those frequencies. You're not going to be the, the highest healer that you could be, which you could be if you choose to be, if you're not tapping into that sensuality. 
that comes from your sadvatsana, sensuality from the way you eat an apple to the way that you drink water. When I drink water, people think I'm making love to my water. When I eat food, I eat food. Mm. Oh, mm. Uh, people think my mom used to make funny, make my, my mom used to make my friends laugh because my mom would be eating her food and my dad would look at her sometimes and say, are you having an orgasm? What, what are you doing? Oh, mm, this fruit from my garden is so wonderful. This tomato, mm, so good. Mm, mm. Oh, the juices in my mouth is so good. Someone who may not even be, not even know she's eating a tomato, maybe walking by, not even know she's eating a pear or an apple, maybe walking by and not see it and think, oh my God, there's someone having sex. Oh no. You see, sensuality doesn't just exist on the flesh. It exists within the spirit, within the emotions, within the mind. Oh, there are times where I've had conversations with men and with women and I just think, oh my God, my God goodness, I'm having an orgasm. They said, what did you say? I said, I'm having an orgasm. They said, are you really having an orgasm? I said, not in the physical sense. No, I'm having an orgasm and my spirit and my emotions are having an orgasm. My mind is having an orgasm. They said, what? I said, your words, the way you pontificate, the way you speak, the elocutions, the way you move words through your mouth, the the tones, the the things you're saying, the things you're sharing with me. Oh, you're making love to my mind, to my spirit. I'm having an orgasm in my mind. It is so wonderful. Keep talking. Tell me more. People look at me and say, Shaman Dirk, that's a little too much. Is it? Is it too much for me to be honest that this is how we were built? This is how we were created? I'm sorry that you choose to stifle that creation with inside of you that was so ah, majestically created with all of its intricate designs of divineness. If you want to stifle that inside of you, you go right ahead. But if you see me on a dinner table moaning and making love to my, my, my food and you have a problem with it, oh well. I guess you're a person that you choose to be abstinent from your spirit. You choose to be abstinent from the, the creative process of the divine. You think, do you think the awareness of God is just sitting there staring at us? No, it is making love to us if we allow it. Angels make love to us if we allow it. Nature makes love to us if we allow it. Spirit makes love to us if we allow it. We've associated so much of making love to the physical realm. We have forgotten the language of love, the emotions of love, the spirit of love. All of those beings of us can make love to another person. Yes, it can. Most certainly it can. I can make love to myself by throwing myself into the ocean and make love to the water as it touches my skin and I float upon the water. I'm in ah, ah. People hear me making noises and moans while I'm laying in the water and they say, what is going on? Are you okay? I said, oh, I'm making love to the water. It feels so good. People want to know what heaven felt like when I died when I was 27 years old. It is literally a dimension of making love. <laughs> I had to giggle and laugh on that one. So I bet you it tickled your fancy, huh? 
It is a place of making love. Everything you do there from swimming to climbing mountains to flying to eating food to talking and sharing and to traveling to other galaxies and meeting with other beings and doing all of these things and looking at your family members here on earth. It's you're making love to them with your spirit. It is so beautiful. Everyone is connected in this beautiful making love energy and it's warm and vibrant and oh, it's so wonderful. And so, yeah, why can't we do that here on earth? Why do I have to be subjected to your rules of how much I'm allowing myself to feel pleasure? So that is what the second chakra does, the sadvatsana. That is how a prosperity can come into your life. You know, you're not going to have prosperity uh, coming into your life if you're not a person who likes to make love with the currency of, of abundance and prosperity. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, let's understand the difference though. Abundance means you have an abundance of, of that energy. Prosperity means you have the flow of currency. I make love to money. I'm in love with money and I enjoy it because I like to be able to do things with it. I like to share my love that I make love with money. I like to share my love of money with others. Take them out to dinners, to movies, you know, to take them and get a house so we can all enjoy each other, to make love with the money that made love with me, that I allowed the money to make love with another person who is now giving us this beautiful house that is going to make love to all of us so we can sleep and rest and eat and nourish ourselves as we make love to each other in conversations and, and hugging and massages and laughing and cuddle puddles as we make love to the outside nature as we're walking around and enjoying the local towns and everything and we're making love to the people. We are literally love in motion. We are love ambassadors. Everywhere we go, we make love to people in our minds, in our spirits, in our emotions. And if we choose to share our body and make love, it is done in the most sacred and ritualistic ways. I will not lay my body down with anyone who just lays there and goes through the act of what they've learned about making love or just having sex. Just having sex is so dark ages. Making love, even if I'm having a, a experience with just one person and I never see that person again, I am going to make love to them. That's right. So we have to realize that comes from the that comes from the sadvitsana. It comes from the sensuality. The inner, the, the playfulness, the frolicking, that's all connected. A lot of times I'll hear people talk about the second chakra and they'll say, it's your inner emotions, it's your this, it's your that. No, it's your sensuality, it's your connectedness to things, it's your ability to be a child. Children are playful, they're touchy, they're explorative. That is where that comes from. When you speak through your second chakra, you are making connections emotionally and sensitively with people. You are, you are embracing them. You are bringing sensuality to them in your life, in the way you are operating. That means that you are moving energies in their emotions. You are saying things that are bringing emotional energy connections into them. When you say words like, I feel, feel this amazing energy of love and currents inside of you, inside of me, you are speaking for the Sadvatsana. You are speaking from the, Mona, the Manapura and you are speaking life from the Vishuddha and you're speaking from love from the Anahata. 
when you when you are operating in that way. If you are operating again in an imbalanced way inside of your second chakra, your sadvatana, you are not sensual. You are not a person who is coming in and, and enjoying the orgasmic love that is all around you. You're not enjoying the food that you're eating. You're rushing through it. When you hug someone, you're not embracing them and rubbing your arm, rubbing their arms, rubbing their back. You know, sometimes I, I hug people, I'll put my hands through their hair, I rub their shoulders, I rub their back, I squeeze them. You know, I'm making love to them. Well, in the hug, that's because I have a very open sadvitsana. If you're a person who doesn't like touch, you're definitely not, you are definitely not connecting into the sadvitsana and you're not um, balanced in that area. If you eat food and you're not feeling orgasmic and connected to it and you're rushing through it, if you if you look at life in any way where sensuality is void, when you are with a tree and you don't want to touch the leaves and connect with the ocean and the water or feel an animal and know you're bringing joy and pleasure to that animal by stroking its back or rubbing its face or looking into its eyes, you're not connecting to the sensuality of life. That means that you are not going to be connecting into the currency of energies. And then I will never allow a person to massage me, to touch me, to embrace me on a, on an, uh, on a physical intimate level, to give my body over to them if they don't have sensuality in them. Let me tell you, sensuality is the new sexy. Nurture, nature, nurture, sensuality. That is the second chakra. It is literally your ability to touch someone's hands and not want to let go and keep touching it. And just the fact that you're touching each other's hands, it is lighting you up. It is creating litness inside of you. It is arousing your senses. It is turning you on. And when I say turning you on, meaning turning you on in spirit, not just in your body. For instance, turning on, many times I've loved on men, loved on women in healing and shamanic love. I have been able to tap into the sensuality of their being and they have the most profound healings with me, with themselves. Because I am tapping into their sensuality, which then, then again allows them to tap into their sensuality and that's where the healing begins. Anyone can go through the healing process, no matter how, how hard you have put tension and stress and anxiety on your being. All we have to do is connect into your sensuality. There are times where I've even had people communicate to their spirit guides or open up energy dimensions just by tapping into the moments where they felt most aroused, most sensual, most connected. That is the gateway into the energy planes. You could take plant medicine, right? You can do all kinds of medicines out there. There's all a bunch of them. There's ones that are being created right now that people are finding in other indigenous cultures and so forth. It doesn't matter. But if you enter it with a mind that is looking for something, you're not entering into it sensually. I guarantee you, your experience isn't going to be as profound as someone who does. And I'm not saying that to curse you. What I'm saying is that is level up, baby. Level up. Get into your sensuality. Get into your sensuality of touch and connection. Very important. It's what builds bonds and relationships. Let me explain something to you. If you are a person and you are not connecting sensually into life, 
You are not building bonds. You are not connecting people. People intrinsically know that in the nature and the fiber core of their being, meaning core essence, okay? Core essence means what? Core essence means what feels safe to to interlink with, what feels safe to connect with. People always say, wow, Shaman Durek, you know, people love your energy. They always love being around you and so forth. That's because they love my sensuality. They love my sensual nature. I am a sensual giant. I'm a sensual giant and I bring sensuality in everything I do. And when someone pats me on the back, I'm like, oh, that's so lacking sensuality. Stop. Hug me, touch me, caress me. There's nothing sexual going on here. Platonic love, sensual touch. You don't have to pound my back. You're not pounding out a pillow on your bed. Okay? Touch me. You're touching a living presence. You're touching a divine soul. I'm touching you. I see the same thing. I'm touching God. I'm, I'm embracing God. Oh, I want to make love to God. And you know, people may say, that sounds blasphemous, Shaman Dirk. You want to make love to God? You bet I do. I want to make love to God. I want to have multiple orgasms with God. And not just in the physical form, but in the spiritual form. Is everyone having to put some kind of negative connotation on the idea of making love to God? I make love to God every single day. I make love to the animals and the trees. Every time I see a cat or a dog or a horse, any kind of animal, I just want to reach out and, and just hold them and make love to them. And they make love. They get so happy. They smile inside. You realize they get so excited to be touched by us in a loving way. You ever touch a cow with love? Oh, the cow gets so happy. The cow gets so happy, or a goat, or a sheep, even a chicken. They get so happy inside to know that you're touching them, that you're not going to hurt them, that you're touching them with love. They want love too. They do. Everything does. A flower does. Nature does. Everything wants to be loved. So make love. That's the sensual aspect of it all, right? So you'll know when you're out of balance in your savitana, when you're operating from a lack of sensuality. That means your inner child, God, your soul cannot be fully present in energy, in life. God can only show up when sensuality, when the, when the realm of sensuality is brought forth into anything. That means that the more sensual you are with life, right, the more present your soul can be. Your soul is present in that moment, right? So when we say to people, I, I, it's nice to meet you, you're only meeting in the mind of what your mind is aware of, of your first connection here in, that, in this time space. But your soul has already met that person before. So you can say, it's nice meeting you in the mind. It's nice seeing you in the soul. That's a good one. So yeah, so going to what I was saying, about that is realizing that when you're not connecting, when you're not being sensual, when you're not having that orgasm, that love, that passion, that energy, that means that there's some imbalance going on. When money is not flowing in your life, that means you're not sensual with, a, with prosperity. You're not being sensual enough in your life to make more connections. Because remember, people pour into people. Every person, I don't care if you're a millionaire, a billionaire, I don't care who you are in life, nothing came into you 
unless it came from another person's vessel. And it only can come into that person by you opening up to receive it. That is the allowance, right? And we've talked about this in other, other shares. So let's get clear about that. So if you recognize that if the pouring into is the, uh, the understanding of how things are filled, right? That comes from another person. The way you connect with other people authentically is through sensuality, right? Through sensuality from speaking from the heart and speaking from the throat and, and, and bringing breath and life into them and being sensual with them. You've got a solid connection there because people will connect back to you in that way. If you are having disruptive people in your life, people who are tumultuous, people who are calling you names and putting you down, making fun of you and laughing at you, that means that you have been doing that to yourself and yourself is now projecting that into the world. Uh Uh-huh, projecting it into the world. And guess how it gets projected into the world? From From the base of your spine, right? And the base of your spine is that space inside where you are connecting into the very earth energy, the very tangible energy. Um, That part of your spine at the base of your spine is so important because when you're connecting into that base of your spine, when you are operating in that base of your spine and being in that space, right? You are literally connecting into the Muladhara. Now, the Muladhara is the place of foundation. So think of it this way. If you build a house, if you build a house on not good foundation, the house isn't going to be able to handle any storms or anything that may come its way. So you always want to have a strong foundation and the strongest foundation is love. Right. So my father was a contractor. At first, he was a it was a road a state a road manager for my cousin Fats Domino, and he was holding the foundation for him. And then he left and created his own foundation by becoming um, a contractor and an inge- a contractor and an engineer, and building hotels and a lot of commercial spaces. But one of the things that I I marveled at my father was going to the construction sites with him as a little kid, and watching how he would explain to me the process of building. And he would tell me that you had to have a strong foundation, son. So he would always say that anything that you build has to have a strong foundation. So that's why that's the most important aspect of building any building is the foundation. And I thought, Mm, what can I take from this spiritually? Because I plan on not ever falling in my father's footsteps. That's not why I came here. And, and that's a given. You know, I like to keep my hands nice and soft. I don't need calluses on my hands. <laughs> so, you know, my dad used to always say, oh, your hands are so soft, son. One day they're going to be filled with calluses. I'm like, no, 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 they're really not. That's the path that you chose to be a carpenter. That's your path. I chose in this path to do exactly what grandmother has instructed me to do, to be the next of line shaman. And that requires me to sit on a pillow and spend time with spirit. And that is what I will be doing. So my hands will be soft. Nice, soft, buttery hands. So um, going back to what I was saying with the Muladhara is foundation, okay? If you are doing anything in life, wherever you decide to operate from, if you're building a business, creating a relationship, building a new friendship, building um, new ideas, 
to construct and join with grouping with other souls and collectively building something in the world that creates life, you always have to ask yourself, what is the foundation? Now, the foundation is the the attention and the intention. So the attention is on what is it that you're you wanting to create? The intention is what is the energy you're willing to put into it? That is what creates the foundation. So for instance, for me, when I meet people, my attention is on creating a solid um, connection with that person that is beautiful and profound and sensual in every way. My intention is to build a foundation of love with them so that we can build a beautiful relationship that's built in trust and um, and loyalty and love and playfulness and honesty and caring and nurturing and lifting and shifting and soaring and flying together in paradise, right? So in order for that to be manifest, I have to create a strong foundation. Now, a lot of times what people don't realize is that whenever you go into a conversation with someone, and I catch myself in this too. So, you know, again, we have to be loving in ourselves as we as we continue to realize that we're weeding out the darkness into the light. And so a lot of times, even as you're a spiritual person, you're going to fall into these places and then lift yourself out of them, fall into them, lift yourself out of them, fall into them, lift yourself out of them until you get your PhD. And that's okay. And so whenever you start a conversation with someone, you always want to start the conversation with a foundation. So a foundation is your attention and intention. So always state your intention before you talk to someone. It is my intention to come from a place of love and kindness and joy within this conversation with you. It is my intention that we leave this conversation with joy and love in our hearts. And I want you to know before we start this, I know that you can handle what I'm going to say with you. I know that you're a powerful being and that you're loving and that you know that everything I'm saying is coming from a place of love. Now you are creating a foundation. You're setting up a foundation. It is my intention to build a beautiful friendship with you. It is my intention because my attention is to create love in the world. So my attention is to create more love in the world. And so my intention is going to be to create some great foundation with you. So the Muladhara is about foundation. Right. And so everything that you have in your life, okay, be it material or non material, but relationships, connections with people, business associates, partnerships, you name it, um, collaborations. The whole, the whole thing, including connecting and selling something to someone or buying something from someone, all starts with the muladhara. It starts with your ability to build foundation. What is your attention, okay, and your intention for what you're buying, for what you're selling, for your communication, for your relationship, for your business, for anything you're building? The foundation must be strong. The foundation must be strong. So when the foundation, when the foundation is strong, then you step into that awareness of being able to move from there. Then you create the sensuality. Then you know from the sensuality the truth of who you are. Who are you? And who are you then resonates into your heart and comes out into the world through love, through the lens of love. So you have the muladhara, right? Attention, intention, build strong foundation in every area of your life. Then you go into the sadhvatsana, which is make love to that which you've built and make love and keep making love to it and keep being sensual to it and keep bringing that beautiful essence and connecting to those energy frequencies. Then you move into the manapura of knowing who you are with a place of love, 
knowing that you are a being of love, an ambassador of love. You're powerful. You're amazing. You're innovative. You're creative. You're intelligent. You're smart. You are love. You are everything. Then you bring that through anahata, which is the lens, right? So you bring that through anahata, which is the lens. And as you bring that through anahata, through the lens, then from there, you bring that into the world. So you are projecting, amplifying, and expanding love through the anahata. So after that, you speak into life and you speak into a person. Your cells are getting stronger. You're creating new things in your life. You can do it. You're powerful. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're intelligent. That is, you're speaking into life. Then from there, you go to the Ajna. The Ajna is the place of seeing, the place of illumination's gate of, of clarity. Okay. So what that means is how you choose to see, what you're able to see. It's your, I call it your truthful gate. Now, when it is operating in the highest level, you see the truth of every human being. You see the truth of their soul, their being, of who they really are, not what they're doing and how they're acting. You're not responding to that. You're not putting your eye on that, right? You're putting your love eye on all the beautiful things that they represent and all the things they are that is just amazing, wonderful, and majestic, right? So someone can come to me and have been like a person who's angry and upset and frustrated and annoyed and agitated and all of these things. And if I choose to use my power as a creator, as a quantum creator, as a being of love, as an ambassador of love that builds foundation, sensuality, and beams through the truth of what I'm capable to do as a being of an ambassador of love and bring through love as awareness and speak into them the truth. I would say, you are a powerful person. You have so much love in your heart. Then I would move it into my third eye and say, I see great possibilities inside of you. I see energies moving through you, pulling out the darkness. I see energies moving through you. I see your body being illuminated by love. I see you as a beautiful person. You see to notice, I see, I feel, right? Which is your sensual, right? Your first is I build, right? Um, I build, okay? Um, your your Manapura, so your first chakra Muladhara is I build, your Sadvatsana is I feel, your Manapura is I am, your heart chakra is um, I allow, so it's the ability to bring love into the world, right? So it's I magnify, your throat chakra is I create, um, your, um, and your Ajna is I see. And so what do you see? The thing is, in life, we've been programmed by the matrix and by the distorted energies that have come through us, through our authority figures or certain people in life that have clouded and tainted our vision by making us focus on things that are unpleasant and, and, and that they choose to see in their perception. We have to remove ourselves from other people's perception and get into our own perception. And that perception has to be, I see love, I see grace, I see joy, I see freedom, I see possibility, I see heaven, I see heaven on earth. Brace yourselves, my darling. Brace yourselves. I see heaven on earth. I see joy and wisdom in you. I see clairvoyance in you. I see shamanic power in you. I see innovation inside of you. 
And I see a path ahead of you that is bathed with beautiful things. So one of the funny things that I used to do when I was a kid is I used to do tarot card readings. And of course, I have the ability to see the path of people. I mean, I was Pythia of the Oracle of Delphi in another lifetime. I do see movements and how things operate and patterns and codes and frequencies of the matrix and what's being led here and what's being led there. So of course, I saw disruptions and energies inside of those things. And if it becomes the point where I have to be in Harbinger, which I've told you um, in other shares where I've had to be Harbingers to friends, I will be. But when it comes to things like, you know, they're going to go through pain or they're going to go through breakup and they're going to go through this and they're going to go through that. Instead of telling them that, I, I use my Vishuddha and my Ajna to change what I see before even telling them. Or sometimes what I would do is tell them what I see, but I, I can tell them that I see this happening and this happening. So if someone was going through, let's say, for instance, a loss in their life. I would pull the card and go, oh, I see that you're going to lose someone. However, I see you overcoming it very quickly. And I see the power that that person has brought into your life is going to magnify through your being. I see you moving through that process and that stage very easily. And I see you going out in the world and sharing more love with people because of what that person meant to you. Immediately, that person calls me up and says, oh my God, five months, six months later, they're like, you're right, my mom died. But you know what? This is, I thought it was going to be like my father. It was going to be hard and difficult. But Shaman Derek, it's been so easy. And I, I felt so empowered during her, 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 her transition. And I feel so alive. I have so much knowledge and wisdom I want to share. You were right about what you said in, in the tarot card reading. Ha ha ha. Little do they know. I use the Vishuddha and Ajna lens to create an energy inside of them that would take action upon those things happening. So we have the ability to do that. We have the ability to do that. And we can do it every single day. We can do it every single day. When you're serving food, let's say if you're a person that makes food food for people, I want to use that as an example because I think it's a beautiful example. Let's say you're serving food for people, okay? And you give someone a meal. You say, I made this with love and I'm giving to you this because it's filled with powerful energies of love that's going to lift you and shift you and open up your heart. All of a sudden, that person goes and sits down. Their heart starts burning. They start feeling warmth in their chest. They feel a good feeling come over them. Is it because of what you said? Yes, because the Vishuddha and Ajna is the sorcerer's gate. Now, let me explain to you what that means. When you are operating in harmony with the Vishuddha and Ajna, you are what we are tapping into is called the sorcerer's gate. Okay. It's called the magician's magician's eye or the magus, the true magus. So when you see like the tarot card, the magus or the magician or the sorcerer, whenever you're talking in those realms, you're speaking about the Vishuddha and Ajna. You're speaking about the place of manifestation and the place of seeing together. Whenever you hear people talk about the evil eye, what they're talking about is that the Ajna is seeing the darkness inside of you and projecting it by focusing on it. Or they're seeing things in your life that are not good. Or they're speaking it into your life right? I call it the wilted tongue. The wilted tongue is the tongue that speaks poisons into the world, a poisonous, venomous mouth. You know, the old saying that I used to hear when I was a kid from one of my nannies, when I would say something, she said, oh, you better go wash your mouth. I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. And literally one day she took a bar of soap out of the kitchen and she put it in my mouth. It was the most disgusting thing ever. I was spitting up suds. 
when little does she know it brought diarrhea, but people didn't realize that, you know, soap, swallowing soap causes diarrhea and also can cause you to throw up. It was a great way for me to get out of class, by the way, when I was in school, I just eat a little bit of soap and throw up, but that's a whole nother story. So the thing is, is that the old saying of I wash your mouth out with soap is because you're, you have a wilted tongue. Your mouth is venomous. When people are spouting out things into the world that are negative, that they don't like, they have venomous tongues. Look, if you don't like your president and you don't like what things are happening in the world and you don't like it, well, just be aware of it in your awareness. But then when you open your mouth, speak against it with love. Meaning like, if you say, for instance, like I'll use Trump as an example, because that's what I'm experiencing from a lot of people here in America, but that may not be where you are in the world, but I'm just going to use that as an example, my loves. Okay. Because I know the tribe is, is, is far and wide. So People say, you know, Trump this, Trump that, blah, 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 blah. Okay. What I say is Trump is doing what Trump is doing. However, the people are growing and expanding with powerful energies that are not affected by Trump's behaviors and are creating a new frontier on planet Earth and in the in, in United States. And that's what I put my energy to. That's what I speak about. I love how people are moving away from Trump and not giving him power anymore and are truly stepping into their power and purpose by utilizing this opportunity for high advanced rocket ship lit train action. What I mean is this, I'm talking about use this time on earth that we're going through all these things that you see as the fuel to momentum and to propel and to ignite you into rocket litness. That means that you are a lit rocket. You are blast off. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, ignition and boom. Right? Use all of this calamity and everything you see as the fuel for that emission. Uh, use that, sorry, take that out. Uh, use the, that fuel for ignition. All the things that you see, the calamity, the pain, the suffering, the this, the that, use it to ignite you into purpose, into love, into joy, into harmony, into creativity, to, to do art, to dance, to create new dance forms, to create new healing forms, to expand your sensuality across the planet. Use that. So we get into that space. It's a beautiful space to be recognizing that the true magician is operating from the throat and the third eye. So Vishuddha and Ajna. And then we get into the Sarharasara. The Sarharasara is what I like to call the Stargate. Now, a lot of people have a different interpretation of it, and that's okay. I'm not into all of the colors of all of the chakras. I'm just giving you the understanding of the lens itself. If you want to learn about the colors and you want to learn about all those things, you can get into all of that with someone there's books out there. There's a lot of things out there. But in shamanic terms, we're going to use it in a shamanic way, looking at it as a stargate of the soul, right? So the stargate of your embodiment, these chakras, I'm giving it to you in that way because it's the most easiest way for you to understand that's most more projected into the world and talked about. So I'm going to give it to you in a shamanic form, right? So the Sarasara chakra, which I call the stargate of illumination, and I'll also be teaching you about the shamanic chakras in what we don't call them shamanic, we call them shamanic stargates. Um, I'll be giving you lessons on that as well. We'll get into that another time. However, I'm going to go with the one that is most brought forth in Sanskrit and brought forth into the world and that we see all the time when you go to any kind of crap, uh, spiritual bookstore, you'll see the chakras. But it's important to understand what they are and also understand where you need to improve and illuminate yourself and upgrade yourself in which area of lens.
So the Stargate is the place where you are able to access information from the spirit world. Now, what does that mean? That means that you cannot have judgment. Okay? No judgment. If you have judgment, you are shutting down the Stargate. If you are looking to prove something, you're shutting down the Stargate. The Stargate can only be opened when you are ready to receive what is going to come through. Okay? So when the Stargate opens, it's because you're in what we call allowance. You are able to go into the unknown. Remember, the unknown cannot be judged. It can only be experienced. And that's exactly what that Stargate represents, the gateway to the unknown. The more you spend time in that part of your being, that means that removing judgments, meaning that your fear of of things are creating judgments because you don't have all the information, data, and facts, right? So if you're a very judgmental person, it means you're scared of life. So every time you have a parent or a friend or someone who's very judgmental, just know that they're scared of life and then start using your, your gate of Magnus, your 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 magician's gate of your Vishuddha and Ajna and start speaking into them and seeing into them judgment removed. So the the understanding of that is opening up that Stargate and that Stargate opens up and then all of a sudden you have this amazing, amazing, amazing field of consciousness that's available to you. And when I say that, I'm literally saying that you have this amazing gateway that leads to so many other stargates that can connect you throughout the galaxy and far beyond. But in order to access that, you have to be willing to be okay with the information. A lot of times what we what we have to recognize and what you will hear in other shares, because I will be speaking about it, is about our spiritual maturity. And you'll hear about it in other shares because I'll go more in depth into it, but I'm going to give you a brief synopsis of it now. The more spiritually mature you are, the more open your Stargate can bring information in because you're not judging it, you're allowing it. This is the process, right? So if you are a judgmental person and you are critical and you are a person who's constantly looking for the wrong in life and constantly wanting to be right, I guarantee you that you have blockages, imbalances in this area of the Stargate or in the Stargate itself, right? The Saharasara Chakra, because you are not allowing spirit to come through. That means you're not allowing God. So if you ever hear a religious person say judgmental things, I guarantee you they're not listening to God on any level because you can't listen to God and get information from God if you're not open vessel to be poured into. If you already have ideas that have been formulated by your own beliefs and systems of insecurity that are coming from your ability to now your inability to be sensual, your inability to open your heart and allow that lens of your heart to be where your voice carries from, your ability to operate from the magician's gate or your ability to build a strong foundation. What people need to ask themselves is that when they speak what do they what what are they wanting to build on that foundation and what are they what are they starting with like if someone starts off a conversation with you like you're this you're that whatever i guarantee you their foundation that they're building on is to have a war with you to battle with you to get into an argument with you to get into a debate with you so they can play power struggles and if they win the the war then they must be right no it's not the case so the thing is we want to really step into that place of awareness The place of, I'm just going to receive. You know, it wasn't easy for me at first to access aspects of my other self living interdimensionally. Oh, no. 
It wasn't easy at all because at one point I had judgment. And I remember my elder saying to me, as long as you judge, you will not see. Because what is connected to your Sahasara Stargate, your Ajna, your ability to see. So what is coming through the Stargate goes right into your ability to see. Then it goes into Vashuddha, your ability to speak. Then it goes into your heart, right? So your heart, it goes into that place of love. Then it goes into who you are. And then it goes into your sensuality of it. And then it goes into your foundation, right? And so everything that manifests on any level is always based on those energies, right? So what's closest to my sarasara is my ajna. So if I have a spirit sense, okay, here's the light one of your lifetimes that, you, that you're existing on multidimensionally. And I saw Egypt and I was Pharaoh Amun-Ra and I saw the things that I did, right? The, because the reason I was able to see it because I wasn't going to judge, I wasn't judging it. But I remember when I first embarked upon it, I was about, I think it was like 13, 12 years old when I first started getting into um, being able to see my multidimensional realities. And I saw nothing, absolutely nothing. And my elder said to me, you're blind because you judge. Judgment creates blindness. This is shamanically known. Shamans know this. So when you take plant medicines and you're doing all these things, you're taking plant medicine to do what? To remove your judgment so that the sarsar can open, so that the spirit can pour in, so that you can see. So when people go on journeys and they don't see things, right? It's because they're, they are not allowing from the sarsar chakra, the stargate. They're not allowing the download. They're not allowing it right? And so whenever you see codes like 1111, you're supposed to say, I accept the download. That means your chakra opens up, then the spirits pour in 1111, and all of the information from 1111 gets poured into you. Let me tell you, if you saw how much information 1111 contains, it's bigger than a football field. So you can imagine why they put it into a code. So you have to understand that all of these codes and frequencies, all of these symbols that you see on earth, all these different healing symbols, they're all compacted information. And we'll talk about that in another share, teaching you more about shamanic coding and shamanic understanding of of symbolisms. However, going into that process, this is a very important process to be a part of. So now you understand, my loves, where do you speak from? Your heart, where do you see from? Is your heart, your heart, the Anahata should be always operating all of the stargates in your being. All your chakras should be operating from your heart. So when you speak, when you touch, when you see, you see with love. When you receive, you receive with love. When you acknowledge yourself from your Manapura, you acknowledge yourself with love. When you feel sensual, you feel sensual with love. And when you build, you build with love. Always the Anahata is the center of the universe of your being. Remember that. Ah, so wonderful. You have all this wonderful information now. So now you know when people are speaking to you, I want you to do this wonderful uh, spirit um, uh, spirit exercise, right? So um, your spirit exercise for this week until we have our solo again and talk again is to b- watch when people talk to you. Where are they talking to you from? Where are they speaking from? Are they destroying energies around them or are they using their their magician's um, field of their Vashuddha and Ajna to create? Are they breathing life into you or breathing poison into you? Are they illuminating you? Are they sensual or are they closed off? 
What kind of foundation are they building? All of these things I want you to pay attention and I also want you to pay attention for yourself. Be mindful in this awareness and have fun with this spirit lesson. Have fun with it. And send me messages on Instagram and let me know how it's going for you. And um, if you haven't followed me already on Instagram, please do because that is going to give you direct contact with me to write to me because I respond to my writings. Yes, I am not like all these other people and not saying all of them, but there's a lot of people who are in um, in positions such as my own who just let people write to them because they just want to keep feeling liked and loved. I'm not into that. I'm into engagement. So I love engagement. So engage with me. I love it. And if you haven't left a, a review on Ancient Wisdom, you can do so by be going onto iTunes or signing up on iTunes to leave a review. It helps people, the more reviews, it helps people to see, oh, this is a really great share. I want to get involved in this tribe. This tribe is growing and, and expanding. So another thing you can do is gift your friends. It's free. Gift them Ancient Wisdom today. Get, you know, get them on the AWT train right? Get them on the lit train, gift it to them, tell them if there's anything I could ever say to you or anything I can do, I give this to you as a gift because I love you and I know your life is going to become better because of it. What power are you using? I see you listening to ancient wisdom today and being a part of the tribe and I see your life changing in big ways. What what, what chakra? What are you using? You're using Vishuddha and Ajna. That's right. You're using the magician's gate, the sorcerer's gate, right? So create sensuality, build strong foundations, come from your heart and open up your stargate and allow the downpour from God to come in and be also ever wonderful in all of it. Have multiple orgasms with your mind and your emotions and your spirit and have multiple connections of energy with all of your being. I love you so much. I adore you. I need you. We need each other. And I'm grateful for it. If you see me out in public, don't be afraid. Come up and give me a hug and let's create a beautiful make love session. I love you so much. I make love to you every day. God makes love to you every day. Nature makes love to you every day. Spirit makes love to you every day. Angels make love to you every day. Make love back. I love you always and forever. And until next time, bye.